your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EMU. Jerry, I want you to know, oh, we said it a little bit earlier, the interview that Funk sent in here, we are not going to show. There's no way we're going to air it. There's no way you could air anything like that. Uh, I saw the interview. And I just want to say, you know, Lance, I've been wrestling for about 10 years now, and I've never been involved in a situation like this that has created more controversy, mm -hmm. more unrest in any particular area than this thing with Terry Funk. And all because I showed up for a match that I didn't even want to begin with. But I want this word to get to Terry Funk. You know, I saw the interview, and I want the fans in Louisville to realize one thing, and one thing that's very important. It may not be a very pretty sight down there Tuesday night, because in watching that interview, Terry Funk is not coming to Louisville to try to pin me or beat no me. He's not going to be satisfied with pinning my shoulders to the mat. He's not going to be content with getting his hand raised and being declared the winner. He made it very clear through his statement that he is here with one thing in mind, and that's an eye for an eye. Now, I want the people to also understand that I, I've said before, it was not my fault. It was an unintentional accident, but Funk's eye has not hurt nearly as bad as he would have everyone to believe, but he has convinced himself that he's blind. He's still wearing that patch over his yeah, eye, and yeah, he's yeah. coming here Tuesday night to do the same thing to me. Well, let me tell you something, Terry Funk. I showed up for the other match. I didn't even want it. I'm going to show up for that Tuesday night, too. And I got one word of warning for you, Terry Funk. If you even make one move, just make one little move like you're going for my eye, and it may well be the last move you ever make in your life. Terry the King Lawler, Terry Funk, they will meet Louisville Gardens Tuesday night. Tuesday night, May 4th, 2021, episode 685 of the Rant. Here's a little live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media. That's RantEMRadio.com. Tune in Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Facebook, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And other platforms from coast to coast, border to border. Da, 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 da. And of course, it's May the 4th be with you. Whatever. It's a holiday for the nerds. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars uh, person, so for me, this day really doesn't do anything. It does a lot for a lot of others, though. 
It really does. Double A being joined by the Silver One himself. Gonna... You are beyond stars. You're what? <clears throat> I said, have to respect for the wars out in the stars. Uh huh. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, okay. All right. Sacrifice to save the galaxy. <laughs> See, I knew that that would get a rise out of Lee. It's not that I trashed Star Wars. Lee loves our theme song, by the way. He's been jamming out to it. You know the new one that we play. Yeah. He sticks his arm. He sticks his hands up in the air, two fingers out like the Superfly, and you know, does a little headbanger thing. I mean, I'm sure in his head, he's already thought of what lyrics could go to this uh, theme. Yes. Uh, Tony C will be here in due in due time. Um, I let the boys know that we were going to start the show. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes late, and uh, you know we're at the we're at the 14 minute mark, so uh, we're giving him some time here. Probably he was, uh, but I did say be at the ready. But he could be, he could be winging, he could be dipping some wings, he could be sherberting or pineappling. You know. Ah, oh, man. I gotta do some cuts of that theme song. Um, he says, Lee says that that's our best theme song that we've ever had. I don't know. I mean, I, we've had some great, great theme songs over the years. You know, I'm partial to uh, to some of the earlier ones that we had. You know, uh, this was one of my favorites. I love this song. Uh, then, of course, we had the, uh, I'll tell you right now, we had this one as well. We had, uh, which one? I believe we had, uh, is it this one? No, that's not it. Hold on. I'll tell you right now which one it was. No, that was the first one that we ever had. What the hell is the theme song from the uh, from our from our second uh, our second ink ink kind of? Well, that's a that's more of a stinger theme, and then there's a. No, we never use this. Where the hell is that theme song that we used to use? That's not it. Six, fourteen. Is it this one? No, it's definitely not that one. There it is. That's what we used. He's talking about the Super Brawl Five theme that we used to use for the TWR Stinger. 
This one. You're listening to the Talk Radio Wrestling Talk Wrestling Radio Network. All the wrestling with none of the ego. There we go. Remember the name of your own uh, network. Barely. Barely it was so long ago. Let me see. Do we have the... Uh, uh, I think I had... So well, I have it somewhere. Is there any remnants of that network still around? Nope. Buried, Jack. It's gone. It's gone. It's Not even the archives or nothing. There's nothing. I think there's still a website. Uh, there may be a Twitter feed. Not under TWR Network, but uh, uh, nothing of the webs of the uh, what was TWR is, is is there anymore. So, speaking of which, speaking of which, TWR. Okay, it's May 4th, and I completely forgot about this because it's been a crazy couple of days, but this past Saturday was May 1st, and on May 1st, 2013, this network launched. So we are celebrating eight years of Rant Entertainment Media here on this fine, fine network. And there's a holiday tomorrow, too. Uh, that's right. Cinco de Mayo. So get your get your tacos ready. Huh? People will be stupid enough to try to flood the bars. Oh, yeah. They were flooded at spring break. So why wouldn't they be flooded for Cinco de Mayo? At least down here. Speaking of pandemics, I'm getting a little mad now. If I'd have just waited, I could have got paid. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. I have to... Uh, wait a minute. Go ahead. Finish with what you're going to say because I found something here. But go yeah, ahead. They were saying about giving people $100 to get the shot. Uh-huh. So where's my $100? Well, I just had my second vaccine shot today. So they owe you a hundred dollars too. Uh, yep. They're gonna start giving out hundred dollars. They need to retroact that. Retroact that. You know. You know. Don't don't reward the idiots who won't who don't want to get a shot and punish the people who who did want to get a shot. By the way, there is a new TWR network out there. It's called the. Any, any, it is called the Technical Work Work Rate Network, and they do wrestling as well. But anyways, no, I, what was that? There's no connection. Is there? No, there's no connection. Looks like it's a. Uh, um, let me see here. What is this? Uh, what is up, everybody? Let's hear this. Let's hear them out. What is up, everybody, NC, JC, and we got some news for you today, but before we get to the news, let's go ahead and do some announcements. So, I don't know if you guys saw, but Question Everything Anon, we've been really trying to get that channel up off the air and recently put out a video on Question News. So, there you go. It's nothing of what uh, what we used to be, but but I, I found this. What is up, Hold everybody? On. I found this. I'll play it for you right now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, The Problem Child here. 
saying to you guys, I know it's been a long time. I've known most, some of y'all have missed me, but I've been handling some things that, you know, life has given me. And basically, I'm on something else, guys. I'm, I haven't abandoned YouTube 100%. As you know, I've been on YouTube commenting about things and saying my piece. But there's something going on amazing in Problem Child Life. And that is the TWRnetwork.com. I am on a podcast now, guys. So check out the TWRnetwork.com. The show will be on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. Central. I mean, it, for all you people that don't know what the TWR Network is, check it out, man. It kicks off with me and this other guy named Double A, who is the host, and I'm the co-host. Let me stop that right there. He knows how to really sell a product, doesn't he? You, you're the other guy. I'm the other guy. I'm the host of the show. I'm the owner of the network, but I'm the other guy. Some clown named Double A. Yeah. Um, of of the network and I'm telling you the show is amazing you can call and give your views on certain things and trust me we're not like some podcast that listen to you for like 30 seconds and hang up on you we'll listen to you all the way through and we won't rush you off the phone too much also there is another podcast out there it's called Shooter from the Hip, which is Wednesdays. Funny guys, Dan Phelps, Michael Classics, and Sean Phillips. Funny guys. I mean, they're the lighter side of wrestling. So if you enjoy that and having fun, go check those guys out. I mean, I guarantee you, you will have a lot of fun with those guys. Also, Thursdays is Talk Wrestling Rewind on the network, which is basically Shane and Tyler these two guys are funny guys also. They talk about old wrestling pay-per-views and old wrestling events. Like, for example, WrestleMania... Well, I mean, it's an eight-minute video. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but... Uh, yeah, it's a minute video. But uh, rest in peace is problem, child. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's, been, it's been eight years since, uh, since he has left us, so... You got to send me that video. I'll put it in the... Uh, Post it here in the uh, let's see, paste in the Discord. I'll post it there in the Discord, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, it's it's it's, it's been interesting. I will say that it definitely has been uh, has been interesting. Let me see. Do we have uh, from our from our premiere here? Let me see. I'm sure we've got you know, some like, audio. Uh, yeah, so well, uh, he absolutely was. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Do we have May 2013? Let's see what we got for you. Can we... Let's see. The first week on the air. Uh, on this network, we had... On May... First, we did the launch special. Then on May 2nd was the ringside report with Lex and Lee. This was all the first week. And then the rant made its network premiere. 
uh, on May 7th with uh, 298. Uh, let's see. There's a story. Let me see. Oh, look at this. Uh, there was an outside wrestling news story that involved a drunk man, a stormtrooper, and a ghostbuster during the National Free Comic Book Day. So, that apparently happened on that episode. So, that was the first week on this network those three shows aired. Um, let me see something here. Can we, uh, do we have audio of, of this? I would think we do. Hold on. The opinions you love. Let's take it back in time. The May 1st, 2013. This is Rant EM Radio. I almost forgot we started with that song. Did we play the whole song? Yeah, I did. Okay, here we go. Four minutes in. And after some technical difficulties, we're on the air. You have to expect there's going to be some technical problems on the first day. But, uh, but yes, we are live here on RantEMRadio.com. Uh, you could be listening to us live via the download because this, this uh, particular broadcast will be made available on iTunes later tonight. I'll talk about last night's rant in just a second. But welcome to... It's May 1st, Wednesday night, May 1st, 2013. And this is a brand new day. It's a beautiful day. Uh... It's raining in South Florida, but it's still a beautiful day nonetheless. Welcome to the first broadcast ever here on Rant Entertainment Media. We're going to talk a little bit about what this new uh, venture is all about and things like that. And I hope uh, <clears throat> the people that were here earlier in the day or earlier while we were having all the technical problems come back <clears throat> and things like that. But... Uh, but yes, so I'm Double A, as always, being joined right now by my good, close, personal, longtime friend. It's a quote I stole from Mean Gene. Say hello to Lee, everybody. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Oh, it's a new day. You see, I forgot about that, that Lee was the, outside my voice, Lee was the next voice on the air. How about that? So go back and listen to that. And here we are. Some 2,500 shows later. Can you believe that? 2,500. Okay. Twenty five hundred. That's how many shows have been broadcasted on this network. So, so yeah. Anyways, 
It's a surfer. Let me see. Is Tony yeah. Tony C's not here yet, so let me try calling him again. Let me text him so oh, he can't God. say so he can't say I didn't text him. All right. So what's been going on with you? The silver one this week. I cannot get into my life problems right now. <laughs> Why? It's just too personal. personal to put this out there. Well, you just do it because we've got nothing but time to fill right now. I'm ready to talk about bad wrestling. You, you know. Well, just put it out there. What is it? Why do you? No, ha- no, no. Why do you dangle a carrot then? I, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to dangle a carrot. You, that, then don't bring it up. Uh, you're right. I shouldn't have brought it up. I don't have anything new except for... Uh, he shit his pants and he just won't admit it. I watched that uh, Michael B. Jordan movie. It came out uh, Friday. Okay. Without... That's, right. all the That's it? Yeah. Well, Jesus, you're boring. Well, you know, nobody wants to do anything with this pandemic. <sighs> you could have done something. You could have... Uh, why don't you have a, a Zoom game night or something? With your, with, uh, your, with your friends. Yeah, I don't have friends on Zoom anymore. Why not? Where did they go? I mean, I used to get on uh, Skype with people. With Skype? What I'm talking about was Zoom. I'm talking about in 2021, not in 2013 when the network debuted. Yeah, I'm saying. I, I, I don't know anybody on Zoom. You don't have to know anybody on Zoom. I'm talking about get your people. I'm like, listen, why don't we get together on Thursday night around 7 o'clock and uh, we'll play a rousing game of uh, charades. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. So you don't want to play, uh, play, uh, play games with your with your buddies online. No, you don't want to get your that mom on Zoom and and play Trivial Pursuit with your with your mom on Zoom. No, she ain't gonna play Trivial Pursuit. I mean. Categories, anything. <laughs> Is that what you do? No. Okay, then why are you only do it? Because uh, you sound you you said you had your your life was boring. My life, I got things to do. Okay. If I didn't have anything to do, I would get on. Uh, I would get on Zoom, and I would, uh, you know. I got Goddamn, I tell you what, goddamn Discord got to get this together, bro. Y'all just be having clandestine got, shows without me, bro. Oh, my God. I got, I got to the thing. <laughs> I went to my first movie screen in over a year. Oh, hell. Here I read you screen. You probably ain't have no mask on either. No, no, yes. Yeah, when the, when, the, when, the, when the movie theater went dark, finally. Mm-mm. No, I thought Dream Horse. Dream Horse. Yeah, I don't. Okay. But uh, Tony Collette is not British, but she was playing a British woman. 
I believe she is British, but okay. Tony Collette? I believe she is, but let me let me double check. She's Australian. Oh damn. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette is uh if you've seen uh what's another notable movie that she's been in? She's the mom in um Little Miss Sunshine. I guess. She does a lot of indie movies. Yeah. Like she's really okay. in a in a big movie. She's done some but her forte is those small independent films. Yeah. So anyways, so Dream Horse. Yeah. Sound like saying Dream Horse, but go ahead. I know. <laughs> go ahead. These group of people they they uh buy a horse to breed a race horse. They could, you know, race it. What timing? I'm sure you went and watched the Kentucky Derby after that. No, this was a, this was on Sunday. I, I missed the Kentucky Derby altogether. I watched bits and pieces of the Derby. Your boy Tom Brady was there, and Aaron Rodgers was there. They were comparing who looked better. They said Tom. They say Aaron Rodgers looked like he he was dressed like he was there to arrest Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady was there looking like a goddamn night rider villain. No, he had his hat on, the sunglasses, a tie. Aaron Rodgers sitting there with his collar up. He getting his David Hasselhoff on, man. He had his, uh, he had his collar popped. Yep, he had, Michael Knight. he had his Michael Knight look. Oh. So. Tom Brady. Yeah. This dress in this mug. That's why he always looks like he's dressing. You can't be married to a supermodel and dress like a slump. Here's my thing about Tom Brady, right? He's supposed to be all American, you know, good guy. But he got a baby mama just like a brother in the hood. He come, he got, you know what I'm saying? They try to make it well, seem like he, like, no, look, uh, it was, he was dating the one girl. She got pregnant. Then just dissolved him along. He was a whore. So, we get it. He was a, Tom Brady got some brother in him. Absolutely. If you got a baby mama in you, if you got a baby mama and you're supposed to be white, you got a little brother in you, bro. That's all. I, that's how I look at it. So, so you know, she got she got tired of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and what uh, with Tom Brady. But they give us brothers. You know, society gives brothers a bad rap for having broke, come create broken homes and having baby mamas and stuff like that. But the man, all American man, he got he he got a baby mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when they try to talk that trash about brothers, y'all golden boy got a baby mama too. He just as hood as. <laughs> It's anybody yeah, else. Up. They broke up while she was still knocked up. See what I'm saying? Now, if that ain't trifle, I don't know what it is. God dang it, I ain't even know that. I thought she left him. I thought he left him, you know, saying when the kid was at least born. He knocked the uh, bridge of money hand up and left him. Why, why she, she pregnant? Yep. I mean, come on now. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It, in a way, it doesn't matter because he, he had the money to take care of his child. So. But I'm saying, but in the in the in the world, sir, they give urban people so much hell, you know, in society for having baby, especially brothers having baby mama. And the golden boy has a baby mama. The former president that just got uh, his ass with the she got what about three baby mamas don't. Yeah. yeah. Three or four. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Two or three. I know it's a number like that. It's three. I believe it's three. Probably See what I'm saying? You probably would have had a couple more, but, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. That's how the double standard works. You know what I'm saying? These golden, quote-unquote, golden guys. Now, if LeBron James had a baby mama, everybody know about it. You know, salute LeBron James. The thing is, his party talks about family values. And they got more. And the evangelicals who worship the, the ground he walk on. And they didn't pay for more abortions probably than anybody. Stop. Overlook the fact that he's been married three times. And Three times baby family. dad. How many baby mamas does Peter Popoff have? <laughs> I don't even know Peter Pop off the have no babies, man. That's a good question, man. He's a mega preacher, you know what I'm saying? Mega pastor. Salute to Peter Pop off, man. We'll go over some of that spring water. We need a check for fifty thousand dollars. Come through the mail, you know what I'm talking about. Alright. At three in the morning. A divine deposit. Divide the pot. <laughs> if I ever rule the world, TV evangelist would be out. Televangelist. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, man. Salute to uh, what's that old dude name? Kenneth. Uh, that be on TV, TBN. Oh, the one that's Kenneth, still alive, uh, hanging on. Kenneth Copeland. Uh, no. Oh. He's talking about from the Oh, from the Seven Hundred Club. That's um, yeah. Pat Robertson. Pat Robinson, man, he didn't turn over a new leaf, man. What did he, he do, man? Yeah. Pat Robinson, now. He said, throughout the decade. But when that cop said she shot that kid because she got confused between the taser and the gun, Pat Robinson was not having it. So salute to Pat Robinson, bro. And salute to that man that was at, on that jury night. They found out he was at a Black Lives Matter goddamn rally. <laughs> <laughs> you get by the uh, get away, man. Listen, Pat Robinson remembered he doesn't hate black people because he had like a he had a, 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 a right hand man who was black for a decade. We know that. And we want to say farewell to Liz Cheney. You know what I'm saying? She getting ready to lose, you know, her her little position in Congress. You know what I'm saying? Sad when you tell the truth, you can't keep your job. Where's, where's daddy when you need him? Yeah, they ain't trying to hear that shit. You gotta be you know, all in on a lie, on these lies, man. They don't you understand, Double If Dick Cheney can go talk to those money people and cut off the supply of money to that party. Well, you may have to do that because they're talking about strip hub or a uh, little position. But this is what I understand, Double A, about, you know, folks on that 
you know, political side of the of the spectrum, right? How the hell can you be walking around and let people tell you that two plus two ain't got to go four? Like, there's no way humanly possible that two plus two ain't gonna equal four. And these people be walking around here really thinking two plus two is five. And let these people tell them that, bruh. Like, is it that you really want to believe it? That's what it is, you think? That it's just, you really got to believe it. You really got to want to believe it. Let me, should I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Deep in your soul. Like, there's no way that two plus two can't equal, not going to equal five. I don't get it, bro. I, I really don't get it, bro. People, it's ridiculous. People are it's stupid. Ridiculous. That's all. I think them people could really pee on their forehead and tell them it's raining. They might just believe. Well, it was a speck of rain. Maybe you know, you know. Although it smelled like urine, it maybe <laughs> it may be rain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who knows? <laughs> oh man, I, I'm just saying, man. How can you believe a lie and then go in somebody's job and work it? You know what I'm saying? This is what I don't be understanding about this situation. You let these people lie to you, but you go to your regular job and believe, you know, and live a normal life. That's that's real. Your job is real. You know what I'm saying? Your family and career, that's real. But what they telling you is, you know, they telling you this lie, you believe that. So if your boss come in the office and be like, yeah, I'm going to give you a million dollars, you're going to be like, you ain't giving me nothing. But these people can tell you a lie and you believe it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, that's what I can't wrap my head around that concept. That's all I'm saying, man. Salute to White Castle who just opened. I was just, I was just about oh, to mention that. So White Castle opened oh, yeah. their location in Orlando yesterday. And uh, the scuttlebutt there was <laughs> was not that it was opening. It was that the lines were four to six hours long, and that people I were people were saying that um, that these people are the, are are people that they won't wait an hour in line to get a COVID vaccine, but they're going to wait four to six hours to get a slider. Absolutely. Let's take you to, um, what station is this from? This is from, um, Fox Orlando. All right, and it is not vaccine-related, but it is certainly food-related and yummy. Joining us live right now is Fox 35 Orlando's Amanda McKenzie. She is with us this morning from now the world's largest White Castle location, which is now open in Orlando, Florida. Amanda, good morning to you. It's looking like a busy scene behind you. What can you tell us? How's the energy out there? Oh, very busy. There were some... 
there were people out here all night that camped out here just for this occasion to have the world's largest white castle and now they're letting folks inside they've been open for a little less than an hour now you can see people ordering picking up their food and if you look into the kitchen right here it is quite the assembly line with all of those little square sliders as they're preparing them to go into those what do you call them over here? Grave boxes where you can fit 20 or 30 of them in here to go with you. I've heard those are highly recommended after talking to a few folks here. A lot of folks even came in from out of town some hours away, so they're getting grave boxes now. I will tell you, I found out they're limiting you to 60 sliders per person. I know that sounds like a lot, but these are little sandwiches and people who just gobble them up here. They love them. So this is something that people have been waiting for for quite some time, and this is the only location in Florida. Now, again, folks reminded me that they could always go to the store and buy the frozen version, but they say there's nothing like getting the freshly cooked burgers right here from the restaurant. Now, this restaurant right here, as I mentioned, it just opened today, and they do expect it to be very busy. In fact, there's a line out the door, and people are standing underneath those white tents out there because you know it's going to be a hot day. So. They have fans going to keep people cool as they're waiting. They've even had giveaways. You may notice a lot of people wearing that same white t-shirt. They've given out t-shirts and other little prizes and paraphernalia. So it's quite an occasion here and a reason for celebration. Now this location will be up and running through this evening. In fact, they expect to serve the last customer around four o'clock this morning, but then they do anticipate this location turning into a 24 hour location. So. Anytime you're feeling that crave for one of those little square sliders, you'll be able to come on down. This location is in O-Town West. For now, reporting live in Orlando, Amanda McKenzie, Fox 35 News. Amanda. So, did you, you heard that, right? They expect that the final customer would finally get their burger at around 4 o'clock in the morning. I'll be down. So, and, 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 and they're closed, they closed at around 10. So what's worse? People waiting in line for hours to get sliders or people waiting in a parking lot for 24 hours to get Chick-fil-A? No. There's a difference between the Chick-fil-A thing and, and this. The Chick-fil-A thing is more like a cult following and waiting in line at a, at a brand new Chick-fil-A is... Um, how do I put it? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me finish, let me finish. Waiting in line in front of a Chick-fil-A, like I said, is a cult following. A lot of people, they love to travel the country and be at new Chick-fil-A's that open. And yeah, with, with Chick-fil-A's, I think it's usually like, I don't know, the first hundred customers usually get free Chick-fil-A for a year or no, some, no. some bullshit like that. But you have to sit in the parking lot for 24 hours right. to get that. Okay, right. We are talking now, but that you plan in advance because you know what the rules are. Here, there was no rules. Okay? There was nothing planned. And you just got in line and you waited until you got your burger. So, there are people... burgers. uh, Burgers. There are people that took the day off yesterday to go get a slider in Orlando. Or some horse meat. I'm sure it's 100% USDA rated meat, but whatever. Four to six hours. I would wait an hour 
Four to six, hell no. Right. The line was said to have been over one mile long, and it stretched all up. Uh, I guess what is five ninety five or five five thirty five? And um, yeah. I don't know if it made it all the way to Vineland, but um, but it got but it got pretty close. Right. And um, they had signs up at certain points that told you how long the wait time was from this spot and they eventually took the signs down because the times just were not were not accurate. And um, and yeah, and a lot of people are saying that these these are people that won't wait in line for a vaccine. You know them trumpers? Now, there were, now, there were lines out again today, but they were not, I don't think it was as bad as it was yesterday, but again, the line did stretch for a while. I do believe the wait time was over over an hour. And, um, for so, a slide. For a slide. Well, I can go to Denny's and get me a goddamn double cheeseburger in 10 minutes. So we will, and I don't see anything about this being the world's largest. Like I, size wise, it doesn't look anything big to me, but whatever. Um. So yeah, I'll wait a couple months before going. Once the aura yeah. we, uh, wears off, nostalgia wears off. I get it. There hasn't been a White Castle in the state of Florida since the late 60s, but still. Come on. For real. Anyways. Anything interesting happening with you, Tony C? Uh, Nothing too much, you know. Just staying, laying low, you know. Uh, Like you said, getting ready for the White Castle experience one day when I decided to mosey on down there. Okay. I got a I got a little re, little resort stay in June. I may check it out. Hopefully by ready. then the line will have dissipated. Right. Let's see what the My whole thing is about burgers these days, man. I gotta be able to season my burger. Like they real, real you know what I'm saying, light handed on Season, I just, man. I just want to, yeah, I just want to see what the hubbub is all about. So I got to get it plain, no onions. You know what I'm saying? Well, the buns are steamed, so. Oh hell! So it's gonna be extra fluffy. Yep, they want to be like crystals. But that's the thing. Like I think crystals is terrible. Hmm. So now, crystals, crystals. But Crystal's has taken another leg up because now they do breakfast. You know what I'm saying? So they have an advantage. Whatever. I, I don't guess. know if you knew that. I, I mean, I haven't been following the Crystal's because I believe the Crystal's that was down here in South Florida closed a couple years ago. So Okay. I know there's I still a, I know there's a Crystal's up in Orlando somewhere. but uh, Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, a lot to say. Yeah, other than that, nothing too much going on, you know. All right. 
Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else interesting food-wise happening. I don't think so. So we have nothing else food-related to report this week other than the White Castle uh, nonsense. So, go ahead. I checked out Chick-fil-A today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, got some Chick-fil-A waiting on me, so. And how was that? Well, you know, waffle fries are untouchable. You know what I'm saying? And with I don't Chick-fil-A know about sauce, that. Just... What? I don't know. You I know. I, no, I like little... No, no, no. Hold on. I like the waffle fries. But to say that they're untouchable. I don't know. That's, 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 a, that's a tall statement. I know that's a high, uh, high bar. Yeah. I mean, checkers fries are probably right there, but those are a little on the spicy side. It'd be heartburn. It wouldn't give me heartburn. Got it. Can't eat like a large. Got to eat a medium. Uh-huh. McDonald's fries, yeah. Sometimes they take it easy on the salt too. But waffle fries definitely right there. Chick fil A, y'all need to start selling them in the store. If you ain't already. Waffle salt, waffle fries? Yeah, Chick fil A waffle fries. Not just waffle fries, gotta be Chick fil A waffle fries. Okay. Because, I mean, they have. All, I, all major fast food places, I think, have frozen fries in the. Fast in the frozen food section. I know there's right. um, steak and shake. There's Red Robin. Oh, no Checkers, Arby's, and then the Arby's curly fries. Nathan's is there as well. Um, I think that's it. I mean, nobody. I don't. I don't think nobody wants to go home and you know fry up a batch Friday of Wendy's fries. Fry. No, I have a batch of Wendy's. Oh, God, I'm really craving some Wendy's fries. Oh, no, not with that. No. Now, back in the day when they had the Biggie Jones, that might have been okay. But since they changed to the little sea salt fries, no. But the thing is... My issue is that, that they're just known. so hit or miss. But go ahead. It, it's hard to just put a fry out just to put it out. I mean, uh, like Red Robin, they known for those those uh, steak fries. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Nathan's has been around forever, but I don't even think McDonald's could put a fry in, in the in the in the market and do well. Probably not. Yeah, because you're not cooking it in the same way as they cook. <laughs> No, they they cook it three minutes at four hundred or whatever, and whatever you know. Oh man. Um. So I had my second vaccine today, and uh, I am. Uh, I will admit, I'm struggling a little <laughs> today. Um, it's not so much that I'm, you know, I, I'm, my mind is, is foggy, man. My God. My mind is foggy. I didn't sleep well last night, so that, that's playing into this, but I can't concentrate. And, um, 
I know my arm's a little sore, but I don't know if this is the extent of my side effects. Right. You know, because you know, I got shit to do. I got I got a busy day, work day tomorrow and Thursday. I got a wedding to go to on Friday. And okay. no, this time, this wedding's more prepared this time around. So, <laughs> not more like the last time. I won't be. Uh, I won't be uh, getting contracting anything at this wedding. Right. They are not accepting guests who do not have a recent negative test or a vaccine passport. Well, you hope you mm. won't get it. Even though that it's illegal in the state of Florida. Yeah, to discriminate, right? To discriminate, but we're discriminating. Wow. So who's going to sue because they weren't allowed to go to a wedding? No. No, but... You don't have the right to It's not about that. Yeah. When it comes to, like, somebody, like, a business or something, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know how that's going to work because you can't tell nobody how to run their business. That's true. No, well, wait a minute. Yes, I'm going to tell you this. Yes, you can. You can can tell a business. You can't stop a business from operating a certain way. But you can prohibit a business not letting someone in with a vaccine passport is essentially a form of discrimination. Right. And that's one way of controlling the businesses. But you can't control the business by making them allow customers in even if they don't have a mask. That they can't force. It's up to the discretion of the same way that it's up to the business to decide whether or not they serve somebody, whether or not they have shoes or or a T-shirt on. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Exactly. So it's up to the business to make that uh, that determination. But the vaccine passport, that's hard to discriminate against. It's hard. It's it's going to be hard to bypass that one, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to fight that. Right. You shouldn't be asking me for my vaccine. How dare you! I'm going to call the Better Business Bureau and I'm going to call the the Department of uh, whatever it is for the state of Florida and I'm going to report you and blah, blah, blah and they're going to fine you $5,000 because I think that's what the fine is. Um, And, you know, you're going to you're going to end up on the all over the news and you're going to be out of business before you know it. All because they didn't let this schmuck in who wants to walk in without a mask but can't prove that he's been vaccinated. It's ridiculous. I took a picture of my card, so it's on my phone. Well, I, I keep the physical card in my wallet, um, but I think I may do the same. But still, on a phone, you could doctor it. You could doctor the the actual one as well. But um, by the way, for those of you that have a vaccine passport, I believe if you go to your local office depot, they will laminate your vaccine passport for free. When was the last time you had something laminated, Surfer? Uh, you know, you used to get the uh, Social Security card laminated. Well, that's a Social Security card. I'm talking about just something else other than that. I don't remember. I, I remember... Any press credentials? 
You could get a metal card with your social security number on there. I remember that. My dad had one. My dad's birthday, by but the yeah, way. Uh, they don't take those numbers. No. You can't use that as proof of your social security. All right. So, I guess let's get right into whatever wrestling news we do have. Um, oh, a couple of other things. I want to talk about... Um, I watched uh, the story of late night on CNN this past Sunday, and uh, it's going to be an episodic docu series. And they stopped right at when Johnny Carson became host of the Tonight Show. I thought the first episode was very interesting. Went into details of what late night television was during the forties and fifties who the original late night hosts were. They talked about how uh, Steve Allen was the first host of The Tonight Show. Um, Steve Allen did a lot of things for uh, NBC. He did a lot of things, but uh, his his first big thing was he was the first host of The Tonight Show. I thought the first thing he did was The Today Show. Mm, I believe it was The the Tonight Show. Because Because when they debuted The Today Show, they wanted to do the same type of show at night and call it the Tonight Show. And the late night people, the late night programmers decided that, you know, we really should not go news in late night. And they opted to go more entertainment in late night and that's how the tonight show pretty much was born and they talked about how uh, the time period of when um, uh, Steve Allen left the tonight show and Ernie Kovacs hosted the show which I did not know but then again nobody talks about when the time period that Ernie Kovacs hosted the tonight show because it was all of six months then uh, Ernie Kovacs left And they brought in Jack Parr, and it was with Jack Parr that The Tonight Show really took off. So, um, so yeah, and then, um, and then, you know, Johnny came in in 1962, and that's where the first episode ended, when Johnny Carson took over. So they're going to go through this in a, in a, in a uh, period, time period uh, format. Which I like. You know, you know, Johnny Carson, like, you know you'd be big as a comedian if you did Johnny Carson. Yeah. Because, you know, like, doing sold-out arenas and making albums, mm-hmm. that wasn't the goal. The goal was to make it on Johnny Carson. And if you got called over to the uh, to the couch... That was a big deal. Yeah, because right. he would come out and eat jokes, and that was it. Unless Johnny liked you. Yeah. You know. So, um, and uh, you know, Jay Leno got his start as a comedian on The Tonight Show. David Letterman, same thing. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld. No Dick Cavett, but... Well, you know what's funny? Dick Cavett, I don't know if you guys saw the, 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 the show, but Dick Cavett was a producer... Of the Tonight Show when Jack Parr was the host, and um, 
And when he left the Tonight Show, it was somebody that said, "Hey, uh, you should do your own show." And Dick Cavett went and did his own show. But what I found interesting that when there was it was a really good. I mean, they they did a real good job in explaining it. And um, hold on, let me see. because it was. Merv Griffin also had a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... But, but there was like daytime. But, but, but here's the thing. They explained it in the thing, and it was really good. How they explained Let me see if I can find this. Um, so that I could play at least a little, um... A little, a little drop of it. Uh... The history. Uh, did Johnny Carson ever appear in a movie like uh, Dick Cavett did? I don't know if Johnny Carson ever appeared in a movie. Surfer, what was the movie Dick Cavett appeared in, Surfer? I don't know. Really? Yeah. You don't remember? The Nightmare on no. Street 3? He was in... Oh, the, <laughs> He was actually in a few movies. I just remember Dick Cavett from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dick Cavett, one thing. Dick Cavett was in uh, Annie Hall. He was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, as you said. He was in Beetlejuice. Forrest Gump. What was his role in Beetlejuice? He played, he he played Bernard. He was a guest. At that the table. Yes. And by the way, Dick Cavett's still alive, 84 years old. Uh, God dang, Dick Cavett. Yeah, no, just, I, mean, just, I just saw that we lost the uh, icon yesterday. Who did we lose? Wiki Pooh. Who the hell is that? From HR Puff and Stuff. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dick Cavett's favorite line in famous line in Nightmare on Street Three. Three. What was it? Can I ask you something? Who gives a fuck what you think? <laughs> That's what he said. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Hey, it started off as he was interviewing Jaja Gabor, and she was sitting on the couch. He was talking to her. He was asking her, "Yeah, are you doing a little gibberish talk?" Totally. And then he go, he turned into Freddy Krueger. Can I ask you one question? Because I'm fine with you think. <laughs> you know, that was before Freddy Krueger became more of a Dr. Seuss I mean, type character. Like the first three, you know, movies, he was comedic gold. Yeah. Then after four on through. But yeah, Dick Cavett, you, you you know Lord Larry Fishburne was in Nightmare on Street that Three. I, that you know what I'm saying? I, I gotta go back yeah, and he, watch. He was he was he was the orderly. Yep, he was the orderly, absolutely. The best one of all what seven movies, nine or eight, nine movies is three. My yeah, name is three. The main girl. He had this look on his face like a bitch. I just wanna kill you. Yeah, when she sliced them with that uh, with that scaffold, 
Yep. And shout out to uh, Patricia Arquette for not coming back in Nightmare on Street 4, man. She messed up the continuity. They brought everybody back but her. That, that really grinds my gears about that franchise. I'm a big continuity guy when it comes to movies and franchises and stuff. Yeah. If you want to grind my gears, change the character in the sequel. That'll really lose me, goddammit. Here's, um, here's the clip I was looking for. When I was about nine years old, uh, woke up and there was a guy sleeping on the couch and it was my uncle Dick. And he was from California. And my mother said, uh, Dick has come out here because Uncle John is going to become the host of The Tonight Show and Dick is going to direct it. So we went from having a famous relative who was a game show host to a famous relative who was the host of The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. At the time, Johnny Carson was hosting a game show on ABC television. Who do you trust? These are sensational pictures. How about that caption for this one? Yikes, you mean that's the whole bathing suit? <laughs> ABC did not want to let go of Johnny Carson yet, so the, the people at NBC had to wait for Johnny Carson. Merv Griffin was one of the people asked to be a guest host during this transition period and before Johnny Carson was available. He wows them, gets great ratings, great praise from the press, and NBC thought, maybe we picked the wrong guy. So on October 1st, 1962, Merv Griffin debuted hosting The Merv Griffin Show. Who signaled you to stop applauding? From the same studio and the same set that Johnny Carson would premiere that night. And unjustifiably, harm you, Mr. Griffin? One of, no! Jack Parr, pal. <laughs> it was meant as a threat. Johnny, if you don't work out, we've got your replacement waiting in the wings. There you go. So they had hired Merv Griffin to do a separate TV show from the same studio as The Tonight Show. Merv's was in the morning. Obviously, The Tonight Show was at night. And if Johnny didn't work out, Merv was going to take over as host of The Tonight Show. Well, obviously, that didn't happen. But, um, but, and both shows debuted October 1st, 1962. I got some trivia for you. Yeah. Jimmy Walker, right? Yes. You know, he did... Uh, spot on the Tonight Show. Never watched Johnny Carson was home. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe Johnny didn't think it was funny, but he every time he was on there, he was doing a guest host. Okay. It's possible. Trying to say Johnny didn't like the brothers? No, Johnny didn't have a problem with, with, the, with the brothers. I'm, I'm asking, sir, for what is he insinuating? I'm just telling you what Jimmy Walker said. That he, all the times he did the Tonight Show, Johnny was never hosting it. Because I think in the 70s, that's when Johnny would take time off. Rand, like, 
like a month. I think he stopped hosting the shows on Mondays in the seventies, and for a while, I think uh, a whole bunch of guest hosts would do it. Joan Rivers, Bob Newhart was one that I think hosted the show mostly during the seventies. It was between Bob well, Newhart and Joan Rivers, and then it was sometime. No, John Rivers was the 80, because she was meant to replace him. No, 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 but she started doing it in the 70s, though. She started guest hosting the show in the 70s, and it wasn't until the 80s that Jay Leno became the permanent guest host of The Tonight Show. Yeah, late, late 80s, because, you know, it was a thing, okay. 86 or something uh, like that, but whatever. Joan Rivers used to do it, but she got impatient with the Fox. You know, everybody thought it would be David Letterman. He was he was the clear choice. He had been on TV. He had great ratings for a show that came on 1 o'clock in the morning. And some execs wanted uh, Leno. And I never thought Jay Leno was all that great. Neither did I. I was never a big fan of, uh, of Jay Leno. And are they going to talk about the Arsenio Hall show? They are. Late they, night? They're going to they're going to go over the Arsenio period. Yeah. Magic Johnson show too. I'm you sure they'll Magic do that. Magic, Pat Sajak, Chevy Chase. Right. Couple bunch of people had this show. Yeah. They all had I'm shows. Cool. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, Arsenio was in syndication. Joan Rivers was on Fox, I think through 88. Pat Sajak was on CBS. And then Chevy Chase, his show was... I think it was on Fox, too. I think it was on Fox as well, yeah. When are they going to do the daytime? They're going to do the daytime uh, show story. I'm talking about Regis. All the people that Eddie Murphy's grandma named in that damn clip. Oh my God. Remember she named all them people? Yeah. Montel, Ricky Lake, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know Jenny Jones. Person I like, like her all, though. She was named, boy, she was running off the name. She, what Mike Douglas. She said, more, more, it's Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas. <laughs> Mike Douglas, oh yeah, he did, got me moist. I omit it. I omit it. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on the daytime uh, shift. That would be a that, uh, joking aside. That would also be an interesting story to hear the daytime, right? The daytime stuff. Talking about there's a lot you. of drama in daytime. But think about this: uh, they had all these shows, daytime, nighttime, and TV wasn't 24 hours. No. So, and who who was Donahue married to? Was Sally? Uh, no, Donahue was married oh. to to uh, Mary Tyler Moore. No, no. Yeah, really? no. She, we, Mary Tyler Moore was married to Grant Tinker, and he was the uh, president oh, okay. of NBC. Yeah, the the girl that does the uh, St. Jude's. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember her name. Because uh, I know Mara is married to Connie oh, Chong. They still together. Marlo Thomas, thank you. Yes. Go ahead. What is Marlo Mar- still with Connie Chong? Yes, they, they are. They're still, they're still together. 
And my that favorite, my favorite me. joke of all time involving Maury Povich uh, was uh, Jeffrey Ross told uh, one time to Maury, Maury, we all know why you married Connie Chung. Because we all know the Jews like to eat Chinese. God, oh. <laughs> He goes every Friday, right? Oh my God! It was pretty I funny. Didn't see, that one. I didn't see who won the tag team uh, match tonight. I didn't watch NXT to be honest with you. Um, SmackDown is the only thing worth watching right now because Roman is kicking. Hey, I'm gonna talk about Roman in a second, but uh, but yeah, I love Boo Roman. And his new theme music. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Double A loves it. I'm gonna play it in a second, but, um, but yeah, watch the history of late night. And now another show that I watched over the weekend or on Sunday to be exact. Actually, I watched a few things. I gotta talk about this uh, A and E documentary on the Macho Man Randy Savage. Did you guys watch it? I watched some of it. They, boy, A&E really screwed this one up. And I don't know who's to blame here, but the minute they put Bubba the Love Sponge in this episode, that was it. He called and something. Exactly. It was, I was, I was soured on the whole thing. Absolutely was, was disgusting that he was on that episode. To do what? To do what? Exactly. He contributed nothing to the episode. Except being a bubble love spawn. Exactly. Um, I did not watch the Jerry, the King Lawler, uh, Missing Treasures episode. I have to go back and watch that. But another thing that I did watch, and I have to watch part two because it won't come out until Thursday. I watched part one of Dark Side of the Ring of Brian Pillman. Oh! Huh? This was new. I gotta watch. This was new. This was on YouTube. They released the part one. The full episode oh, will. The full episode will air this Thursday on Vice. Boy, and man, um, my goodness, what a story! When I when I say high drama, I mean high drama. I don't know why they opened up. See. Sometimes money, all money ain't good money, man. To open up those wounds like that, like for his daughter. All the wounds for his daughter. Let me tell you something. There was, I was shocked to see Melanie Pillman. She she looked like a just an absolute disaster. Brain wreck. Oh my god! And we're not even to the part of when Brian dies yet. That's that's coming on Thursday. Um. Another shocker, this goes back to people looking like a train wreck. Gorgeous George appeared in the Macho Man documentary. Stephanie Bellows. And, um, oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. A train wreck and a half. An absolute disaster. And see, what I don't understand is they put these people on camera knowing they haven't aged well, man. You can... Especially... At least, at least, Gorgeous George, you could say, well, she's still attractive. Melanie Pillman? Right. 
No. Oh, wow. Looks nothing like a former stripper at oh, all. Oh, my God. What train the did they find her under? The other daughter, his daughter looks better than the, her. Of course. I mean, granted, we're like, talking, there's a 30-year age difference, but still. Yeah, but still, right. Oh, and the things that they said about Melanie Pillman. Oh, my God. Yeah, the daughter called her the devil. Let me see. Can we play a little bit of that? Some some audio from uh, from that? Let's see here. Oh, and Dave Meltzer was in this episode, too. And I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Meltzer gimmicked that office of his. So they look like a rest, wrestle, professional wrestling office. So it looked like the the of a real wrestling journalist. <laughs> All right. So here's what. Uh, let me see if this is what I'm looking for. Or you know, like, is he still in character, or is this just how he is? It was just like this this blur. I have never said those words to my mom. Here we go. Melanie was the overall. And I know it was for Brittany. I have a lot of anger built up towards my dad in a sense because I do wish that he would have, you know, allowed my mom to at least see me because maybe she would still be here today. I don't, you know, I don't know. She had a lot of issues, but Melanie was the overall call. She's, she's an evil person and she's always been that way. Melanie should have never said those words to my mom. She's just, she's literally the devil. And they say, you know, you reap what you sow. And now she's living a life that she should have already been dead years ago because of all the drugs that she's done. But I feel like she's going to live to be 100 years old and absolutely miserable for all the pain and suffering that she has caused me and my brother and, you know, my Aunt Linda. Doesn't get any colder than that. So, uh, so yeah, get ready because drama this Thursday on, on on Vice, and then uh, I'm interested in a lot of the other stories. Like I'm interested in the Grizzly Smith story. And You're not interested in the Booker T story coming on? A, 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 uh, you a, know a, what? I think I think that's gonna be a, it's gonna be softballed. I have a feeling after this Macho Man thing. On 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 Sunday, I have a feeling they're going to softball the Booker T story. And then Vice is doing the what? The Ultimate Warrior after Pillman. They're right? doing. I don't know what the week after Pillman is, but they're doing. Um, they're doing the Ultimate Warrior. They're doing Grizzly Smith. They're doing um, Collision in Korea. They are. Somebody's doing, doing the plane ride from here. Right? They are. They are. Okay, Vice is going. Okay. Um, I'll, let me see. What's the? Um, I'll give you. I'll tell you what the listing is. Dark side of the ring. The. Let's see here. All right. Thursday is uh, part one and two of Brian Pillman. Next week on May thirteenth will be the uh, Nick Gage. Uh, 
um, story, which Nick Gage, for those that don't know, he is one of those uh, backyard hardcore wrestlers that he's the one that wrestled David Arquette a couple years ago and damn near killed David Arquette. Um, and then the week after that, on May 20th, will be the collision in Korea. But I know that there's a... Um, um, there are episodes featuring Grizzly Smith, like I said, which is the father of Jake Roberts, the ultimate warrior, the plane ride from hell, um, uh, there's somebody else, hold on, I believe the Dynamite Kid, Um, let me see here. I'll tell you right now. Give me one second. I'll tell you what the other ones are. Dark Side of the Ring. Because, um... It's going to be... Uh, the Dynamite Kid. There's more. Well, yeah, there's more. There's more coming. And, um, we'll see. I don't know if they're going to run out of stories. I don't know. At some point. But, uh, we'll see. Uh, what else? Wrestling-wise, did I watch that has nothing to do with the actual shows? Um, Dynamite's rating took a nosedive last Wednesday. They went from uh, having over a million viewers to having barely 800,000. I think they did 795 last Wednesday, which I think was their average rating. And, uh, and that's it. Matt Hardy and Jim Cornette are having a pissing match on Twitter. <laughs> no shock there. Who's trying to make? Who's trying to stay relevant between those two? <sighs> Probably Matt Hardy. Um, Dang. what else? Uh, there's a report going around that uh, WWE is trying to break the stigma that they are unwilling to work with other promotions, and they are currently in talks with Major League Wrestling. I can only see uh, NXT doing it. I don't see the main roster doing it. Right. That's what. That's what the general consensus is. So we'll see if there's going to be a working relationship between WWE and uh, MLW, which, by the way, debuted their television program this past Saturday on Vice. Um, I did not get a chance to watch it, but a lot of people did and had had the uh, had some things to say. Um, I think Triple H he's open for doing business, mm-hmm. but you know Vince he's uh, stuck in his way. Yeah. But there was a story that came out this week that Vince is starting to, little by little, relinquish control of things. Yeah, that ain't gonna last. So, uh oh. So we'll see. Because all you hear is uh, scripts are written, and then Vince comes in at the last minute and changes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it, it doesn't occur to him that the show's ratings are bad, that he's the common denominator. Yeah. Well, as Tony C... Go ahead, sir, for what were you saying? Uh, they did something yesterday, man. They're just 
you know, this is little, but it still was disturbing to me. And that, that Angel Garza match with, uh, um, I'm blanking on his name. Like, what happened at the end of the match? I got a question for Surfer. And, mm -hmm. and this is a real, this is a real question. So many other things come on on Monday night. Lately, right? yeah. <laughs> Lately, right? Why do you, like, even try at this point? You know the product ain't going to be good. So it's like, are you glutton for punishment or something? Actually, I, actually, I flipped back and forth. From what to what? Watching, well, I was mostly watching the Sixers game yesterday. Okay. And Monday night, Black Lightning comes on. And then the last season. Because it seemed to me like you you be really invested. No, like, me and Double A had no problem saying we ain't watching. I didn't even watch the, the, the I didn't watch the last like half hour till uh, this afternoon, and I you know fast forward to it just to see. I am. Uh, um... Yeah, I, unless I hear that something major is going on, I'm probably not going to watch Raw at least in detail. And here's the issue with uh, with Raw that I watched. I watched like an hour of Raw yesterday. I cannot take Adnan Verk. I'm sorry. They ruined the women's tag team division. Yeah. They ruined the whole product. Uh, yeah. That's going to ruin somebody's ass to me. That's not what I want to see on TV. Man, look. I started watching uh, 90210 reruns here. I'd rather watch Kelly Taylor than watch it, man. Them try to get the belt off Bobby Lashley. I ain't supporting this crap. Now, there's one thing with Roman. Now, I support Roman. Man. Shake? You know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now. I was about to say shake Roman the cable, is, but go ahead. Yeah, Roman, Roman is gold, but the rest of this stuff is crap. Well, speaking of Roman... Gotta love him. The new the the, the, the scuttlebutt this week was not so much that he defeated Daniel Bryan and banished Daniel Bryan from SmackDown. Yes, he did. It was that after seven years, Roman Reigns debuted a brand new theme song. <laughs> called Head of the Table, and here it is.
I don't know. Thoughts? I think it's, it's, it was time, you know. It was time for the change, but change for this? You don't like it. <sighs> Not really. I can understand it. I can understand it. Oh, I mean... Breaking news, Bojangles coming to Orlando. Oh, my God. Really? Making a return. Yep. After a six-year holiday, Bojangles will be back. Just saw it. Let me see when the exact date is. I know people listen to this stuff like, they do that, it's gotta be fat. Don't even talk about his food. Bojangles or not. On Tuesday. What's up? What do you think about Uncle Tom's people at me? Hey, man, that's your uncle. I don't know that guy. I got plenty. The chicken tenders are real good, and the biscuits remind me of of, um, Hardy's. They have the same type of. So, so here we go. So the Bojangles that was on uh, 11291 East Colonial Drive closed six years ago. Right. And um, they've decided to uh, open up a uh, open up 40 new locations, including 15 in the Orlando area. Oh, they come to get some of this chicken money. They know. <laughs> But so, they, their prices are just as bad as uh, KFC. I mean, they're right up there. $20 is only going to get you eight pieces of chicken, man. I just think that's not enough chicken for $20. This is me. I don't, I'm not saying be churches and do like 20 pieces for $20. You know what I'm saying? Or 20 pieces for $10. I mean... $200 should get you at least 15 pieces of chicken. Man. I, I agree. I think that's fine. I got to see. I gotta, I've never tasted Bojangles, so I'm going to have to see. Really? No. I've never well, they're big on, well, of course, you probably have. They're big on the, up north, um, like Carolina, you know, Virginia, Maryland, up in that area. Yeah. I mean, the chicken is, is nice chicken. You know what I'm saying? Fried kind of like um, puts you in the mind of like... Um, Maybe like Hardy. You remember when Hardy used to sell chicken? I don't know. If they yeah, still do. they still do. They still do. Yeah, so borderline, something like that. You know what I'm saying? They use the seasoned fries like KFC. I mean, not KFC, um, like Popeyes. Biscuits are solid. You know what I'm saying? They have, I think they have mac and cheese on the outside as well. I think they do breakfast too. So you can get a breakfast, you know, biscuit. Chicken biscuit or something like that. Um, it was announced. And they have tenders. Yeah, it was announced also on Friday that um there will be a classic old school episode of SmackDown. I guess whatever that means. Whatever that means. But a lot of people are like, "Well, we're gonna get the SmackDown fist, the old set and stuff." Listen, they're not gonna. Do any adjustments to the Thunderdome? You're yeah, asking no, for too not, much. Uh, they might. Stuff. They may bring out the theme song. Right. They may bring that out. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna do any adjustments to the actual set and stuff. Twenty two year anniversary is right now, right? Um, twenty yeah. The pilot for SmackDown was on April, I believe, April twenty first, two thousand twenty or two thousand twenty one. 1999 on UPN. 1999, yeah. yeah. So. The night the corporate ministry was born was on SmackDown. Do you remember who was on the call that night? Who was the who was the original uh, SmackDown broadcast team? Michael Cole and Kevin Kelly. No, you, you got half of it right. Oh, Michael Cole and Cornette. You're absolutely right. Michael Cole and Jim Cornette. And who was the World Wrestling Federation champion at that time? At that time, the World Wrestling Federation champion was Stone Cold Steve Austin. You are correct. Yes. Let me take you back. What pay-per-view was that leading into? Uh, Over the Edge. I'll be damned. And by the way, that was the one and only time that Owen Hart appeared on SmackDown. Just putting that out there. Anyways, um, so let me, let me, uh, this was the original, the first intro with Michael Cole and Jim Cornette. All right, um, so yeah, you'll get that uh, this coming Friday on Fox. Now, Lee texted me and said something that the internet has been asking for the past 24 hours. What do you think it is, uh, Tommy C? The past 24 hours? Yes. It's a question uh, that the internet has been asking for 24 hours. And by the way, the it has something to do with the wrestling business. And by the way, I don't know if you guys have noticed that there has been an inordinate amount of Greg Valentine shoot videos on YouTube recently. Just popping up in my suggested feed. Exactly. Like <laughs> on different topics, too. And it's right. all, and all the uh, thumbnails are Greg Valentine holding a coffee cup. Is he deranged? No, or? he's he's shooting on Hulk Hogan. He shoots on, you know, different things that that encounters he's had in his wrestling career. But they have just been popping up like crazy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, man, Bret Hart. I haven't seen the Bret Hart ones Bret. too much, but the Greg Valentine's ones have saturated my my YouTube feed. I'm glad it ain't saturating my feet. Oh, my God. Anyways, so Tony C., what do you think Lee brought up that the internet wrestling community has been asking for 24 hours? Or a statement they've been making for 24 hours? About uh, Eva Marie? You are correct, Surfer. Two brownie points for Surfer. But what question are they asking? Why is she back? A little bit more specific. 
What the hell is he doing back? No, 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 no. You guys are, you guys are, are right, but you're missing a key thing. Which, by the way, let me let me talk about Eva Marie's promo from last night. Before I realized it was Eva Marie, I was like, "God damn, this is a this is a good ass promo." And then the minute I saw it was her, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Ah. They got me. They got me for about ten seconds. Sucked you right on in. Oh man, Lee asked. Lee said and made the exact same statement that thousands have been making for these last 24 hours. Why the hell did WWE go and fire all these people and bring back Eva Marie? Because they're going to go back to what women's wrestling was, was just lookers. I hope that's not the case, server. Especially now that there's been an outcry for an all women's television show to become to come out from a major wrestling promotion. Listen, you you know people get let go and then they bring them back. But even in Reese's case, the time she was there, she never put in the work to be a competent wrestler. In fact. In fact, it threw me off when uh, when the Eva Marie promo aired and Corey Graves was like, oh my God, it's Eva Marie. I was like, wait a minute. That's the chick that uh, damn near uh, put your girl out of the wrestling industry for her carelessness. Uh, well, you know, they've been trying to have some, some character be a, a glamour doll. You know, they tried that with... Uh, with his girl recently, they tried that with the uh, Riot Squad girl. They just want to have somebody come in and be sexy. Being sexy they, is one thing, but she can't wrestle. There are some people in this world, Surfer, that can't wrestle. Have you have you known any any of the women in, in the WWE who the WWE took the time to try to give personalized wrestling uh, lessons to. But they didn't even read. I'm sure there was others. To, listen, I'm sure there was others. I'm sure there were there were some, but she proved time and time again that she can't wrestle. And the only reason why she is coming in to the WWE is because she's in a package deal with uh, with this guy. His name is Parker Bardot. Okay? And he is going to be the next Brock Lesnar. And, um... Huh? I don't think they're together. I think it was just that she, like, discovered him. And, like, as part of the... You know, as part of the incentive to bring in Parker Bardot, that they signed Eva Marie. They were oh, the other reason why he let so many people go and then bring her in because she's probably cheaper at the moment. That was another thing I learned in that Macho Man documentary. I mean, it was it was 
it wasn't a secret, but it was like they they put a stamp on it because the because the the party in question confirmed it was that wherever Macho Man went, Lanny Poffo went. So in case you're wondering, when WCW hired Macho Man, they did in fact hire Lanny Poffo. And if I could be I could be wrong, Tony C, but I don't remember Lanny Poffo ever wrestling in WCW. Yet he was a a paid employee for WCW. Right. Let me let me did uh, house shows. <laughs> if he did house shows, I'm sure he got a good paycheck for for doing house shows. And speaking of house shows, we learned uh, back in April 1997 that Jacques Rougeau defeated Hollywood Hulk Hogan at a house show in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Nice. So. And we never heard anything of it. The wor- he, Jacques Rougeau beat the world heavyweight champion of the NWO in Montreal, yeah, Lee Quebec. Showed, and, Lee showed me that a while back, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I somebody had posted it. I was, I had, that's the first time that I had seen it. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but that's yeah. That's why when people give Hogan so much crap, I'm like, bruh. When he put over Jacques Rougeau in freaking Canada, when he was the hottest heel in the business. I can't. I can't really look down on nobody for that. You're doing a job in somebody's hometown, you know, home country, you know. That's just me. Lee sent me, didn't Poffo hold up the Macho Man WWF Hall of Fame induction uh, because they wanted Angelo Poffo inducted? I don't know about that one, but I know that Macho Man... That the reason why uh, here's here's something I don't know how well known this is, but that um, Macho Man one of the things when he came to WCW was he told Eric Bischoff that they have to induct Angelo Poffo into the WCW Hall of Fame, and when word got out of this to Gordon Soley, Gordon gave his notice and left WCW. So Slamboree 95 was Gordon's last night in WCW, for those of you that don't know. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. The whole Liz thing was how they went into the Liz story. That part was interesting, but yeah, I did like so the fact the I did like the fact that. Uh, I did like the fact that um, Lanny goes, um, one day I heard my brother Randy do that voice, and I never heard him talk normal again after that. So what made her and uh, Macho Man break up? Did somebody like uh, steal her from him, or was it just one of those things that marriage just fell apart over? They Macho were having problems. Time. Randy was too controlling. Uh, and their marriage, you know, ended. In fact, the marriage, the wedding that they had on television in 1991, um, that was at the height of their problems. 
So, but uh, but yeah, it seems that Macho Man, when it comes down to it, may have been a controlling guy, but he was also a <sighs> he was a good guy. At the end of the day, um, and uh, Stephanie had nothing to do with it. They didn't go into the Stephanie thing. All they did was they talked that when when he left, all they did was, which was inaccurate. There was a lot of inaccuracies in that documentary because Macho Man left the World Wrestling Federation in November of '94. And he showed up in WCW like two, three weeks later. And Jerry Lawler went on there and say, and was like, I mean, we were one day just sitting in TV and waiting for Randy to show up. And we've got WCW show on. And I told Vince, Vince, you got to take a look at this. And there was Randy showing up on WCW Saturday night, which is inaccurate. That never happened. Mm, mm, mm. See there? A&E? I don't think Vince would have stopped the show to wish Macho Man well in his in his, uh, in his uh, future endeavors if that happened. Exactly. They're trying to make it seem like that, though. I mean, you, listen, you've never heard them stop the show to wish anybody else never on air you know, never. And and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to I'm going to take it one step further. The only reason why he was brought up is because he was a on the commentary team, and B because he was such a major part of the WWF. Like Bobby Heenan, when when Bobby left, they made sure to let you know that Bobby was leaving. And um, when Macho Man just, you know, didn't show up, I mean, they had to acknowledge it because otherwise there were, you know, the fans were going to ask for a couple of weeks, where the hell is the Macho Man? Yeah, I I, I don't remember them bringing up anything about when uh, Gene Okerlund left the WWF, but then Okerlund left the WWF when Hogan left the WWF. And they didn't mention Hogan leaving. They didn't mention Hogan leaving. Hogan got squashed at King of the Ring, and that was it. He never heard from him again. Yep, he did a show in Japan. He did a show in Japan, but he was still the champion. Yeah. He was still the champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably the King of the Ring. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think he did. I thought he did one uh, rematch with Yoko, and he lost by disqualification. No. He did like a he had one like house show. Yeah, they, it's it's on the record. After he lost the King of the Ring, he did a house show, hmm. wow. and then that was it. But you mean on TV? I'm talking yeah. about on King TV. Of the Ring was the last time he was on TV? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so I mean, hold on. So yeah, Lee says uh, they paid Lanny Poffo in WCW for five years. And he never wrestled. Can you believe that bullshit? Well, they probably give him a minimum, you know. Nah, let's find out what Lanny Poffo's WCW salary was. 
And who was doing nothing backstage or nothing? Uh, let's see here. I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna pull up the contract salaries for uh, for WCW. Second, all the people that were under contracts, WCW. Uh, Lenny Lane, John Nord, Hector Garza, Jacques Rougeau, Scott Putzky. Who the hell is Lanny Poffo? Brian Pillman. Good lord, is there a way to search this? Because I can't go through all this. What number was, uh... I saw what number it was. It was Lanny Poffo was 3225. Lanny Poffo. Lanny Poffo... Says that in 1998 he made $4,500, but then again, that was the last. I don't know. Bruno San Martino got paid $5,000 from WCW in 1996. I don't remember Bruno showing up on WCW television. Okay, there it is. Just go ahead. Yeah. You know? Who was the last person that Bruno wrestled in WWE? Macho oh, Man. About I believe Bruno. I believe it was Macho Man. Yeah. That's, that's, now they talked he... about they talked about how much of a stickler that he wanted to be for that match at uh WrestleMania three. Yeah. Now I heard you know, that's not the first time I heard that he was a stickler like that, you know, for those matches. But but, but that's a that's a bit much stuff, though, don't you yeah. think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't know if I can remember. See, that's the thing about me being a pro wrestler. I'll be having you gonna have to call on the fly with me because I ain't remembering the guy. A <laughs> hundred and sixty steps. That was yeah. That to me was like uh, this. Don't sound that right. is unreal. You know what I'm saying? And Steamboat was just calling them out. And then they said they would, like, quiz each other and stuff. Like, yo, I get it. But then again, I don't. Because it's like, you can call it on the fly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm more of a call it on the fly guy versus remembering all them steps. And, you know, that was back in the day before we knew it was, you know, what it was. So it was like, that match flowed so, you know, beautifully. Yeah. And they did steal the show, you know, WrestleMania 3. And, you know, they told that story. Now, they, that they, I did like um, on that part of it. Some of the other stuff. Do you believe Hogan didn't know that Savage and her had split up, like she had left him, and you know stuff like that. That's not the first time I hear it told that way, right? 
So I, I, I would have to think that there's probably some truth to it. The story don't too much change. No, right? it doesn't. Um, Liz did that. Liz walked. I've heard that story. I heard that on the other um, little doc they did on him. Yeah, that, you that know, prior to this one, yeah, I heard that. And Liz walked out on him and didn't say anything. Right. Oh, I've heard that before. Now, when's the Lex Luger the uh, special coming? Well, that's, that's a WWE special, which should be good. I would assume that's going to come out probably after a pay per view or something. <laughs> we need Lex out of this story now, damn it. Yeah. I all the time them talking about how they're trying to make him into the next Hulk Hogan and it didn't work out. Well that's that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that. I want to hear the tragedy that eventually happened. Because what I didn't know is that Eric's Eric Bischoff's wife was good friends with Liz. Right. And so you know, apparently her passing affected the Bischoffs. Um, which, listen, when Miss Elizabeth died, she was 40, 41 or she 42. She had no kids, right? No kids. Not, she had no family. It was a shock. It was, it was a shock and it was just outright sad because she is one of, what's the word I want to, I want to say? She was one of the purest characters in wrestling that even though that she had a couple of heel runs in WCW, well, more than a couple, she was one of the most innocent wrestling personalities, I think, ever. Uh, Her time in the WWF with the Macho Man, that she was a face manager with a heel wrestler. That that was something that had never been done before. People, people were kind of taken back when she first walked out. You know how how good looking she was. Oh yeah, they so even played. Of, they even played the clip of. Uh, I think it was Vince that said, "Oh my God." I mean, she didn't say much, so it was kind of hard to. Uh, being I mean, okay, let's be okay. She was so she's attractive, now. but okay, but okay. Who who you go with, Liz or woman? So this is this is where it becomes difficult. Looks wise. I'm gonna, ta- wise. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why this becomes difficult. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This has because here's the thing. I would not go with woman from the '80s. But I would go with Liz from the 80s. But there was something about Liz during the Horseman NWO era that was just... It was just nice. But woman, woman during that time period, <laughs> as, as Ric Flair would say, <laughs> oh, woman, oh, woman, won't you marry me now? You know, hey, Liz is correct. When she swung that bat at Stig Head in 1999, she damn sure did. Yeah. She did that. Yeah. Now, that was the first time I saw her get like, whoa. 
aggressive. Liz was aggressive with that pass. Yeah. <laughs> I think Steve got the wrong the business end of that. Okay, so what about what about uh Alexandria York or Liz? No. Liz for sure. Really? Without a without a doubt. Even over okay, Marlena? Too? Yes. Oh absolutely. Without a question. Boy, I don't know about I that. I don't I don't like Alexandria York and I didn't okay, so and I sure like as hell America. don't like uh, Marlena. Marlena was Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Let me see. Is this Ric Flair promo have? Oh, woman! Oh, woman! Won't you marry me now? Let me see here. What about what about Fifi or Liz? Liz. Oh, well, Fifi. Yeah. Mm. The face. Elizabeth, and of course, woman, always a pleasure to have you here at the Clash of the Champions. Hi, I didn't like uh, uh, woman's voice. It was just so kind of deep. Yeah, but I'm watching this promo and she's touching Gene. Oh, yeah, he always, she always is in this one. And Gene would be like, get your hands off of me. We'll never be in it together. Tonight, it's the nature boy. Woo! It's the girl. It's the Four Horsemen, and it's the new world order. Let me see, 13 times WCW champion, one time new world order champion. Tonight, Hogan, names don't change. We just change the date, the year. It's you and me, it's an attitude in life. It's wanting to be the very best. It's wanting to be at the pinnacle. I'm watching a woman molest Gino I know. Woo! That tonight, when I walk that eye, style and profile, I'll be the best. You've changed Hollywood. You've changed your outfit. But you haven't changed the makeup. Nash. Come on, I want to hear. Oh, woman, oh, woman. What? You marry me more. You jump on me. You got the enforcer. Anybody else out there in the NWO wants to find out woo, how to play with the Avalanche and the Rockies? Come on down. Because the nature boy is going to say it one more time. Whether you like it, Hulk Hogan, or you don't like it, learn to love it. Woo! Because it's the best thing going today. And Hogan, you know why we don't beat up my best friend? Because I can't. And neither can you. Think about it as you walk the aisle tonight. Woo! Now, was that before? That was the promo before the match at the Clash, right? That was before the That was the night of the Clash. That's what I'm saying. That match, the promo before the, the match the at match. the Clash, yes. right after after he won the title, of the Hogan won the title, right? Yeah. That was, wasn't that in Colorado Springs or Denver? No, it was in Denver, right? Denver, I believe. Yeah, that was in Denver. But yeah, he said, "I don't beat up my best friend because I can't." 
You can't either. Uh, Don't do that, Rick. But yeah, I mean... I mean, Ric Flair... Hold on, I'm going to see if I can uh, find it. Best... They don't talk about Flair Liz and that uh, photo shoot that they had out there by the pool. No. Nope. And he didn't talk about that. No, they didn't. And the matching tiles that they had. Hold on. Where's the... Uh, if I can find it. Hold on. Gotta talk about the tiles. And how she was looking at me with lust in her eyes. Big man. If I can find, she was feeding me grapes. I think I found what I'm looking for. Hold on. If I can find the exact audio, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I. Let me see here. Hold on. Oh, where the hell is it? The infamous, uh, just pretend you woke up this morning and I was in bed with your wife. That was Ric Flair to, uh, to uh, to Macho Man about Liz. Yep, right before what? That uh, was right before Slamboree. Um, Slamboree '96. Oh, Slamboree! You, know you know what? They started that whole Flair uh, was with Elizabeth before Macho Man in the WWE. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. And then they picked it up in WCW. Because it's a great story. Right. Yeah, because it was like, oh, why would Liz ever get with with, uh, with Rick Flair? She's too pure. It is well, a- the way she was looking at him at that photo shoot, that edition of WWF the magazine, yeah, lust in the eye. Uh, hey man, I'm just saying. I think I found it. Here we go. Hold on. I'm just saying too. She became a harlot. Program. It's the man. Or not, my friend. No, you're not. You're a target. Yeah, you are. Let's How do you leave like you that? With one thought. Pretend. Like you just woke up this morning and I was in bed with your wife. Hey, I won't control that kind of talk on this television program. It's the main event. It's... <laughs> Me, Jesus. I don't condone that kind of talk on this show. And it was live on top of everything. Oh, my God. Hey, I won't control that kind of talk on this television program. Okay. <laughs> on this television program. Oh, man. I don't condone that kind of talk on this television program. Mm. 
When the last time something been called a television program and professional wrestling double Ah, it's been it's been years. I walked out on this television program two weeks ago and I said <laughs> They used to always say yeah. call it Flair used to always call it a television program. Uh, you know what, David Crockett? As I look back there and I come out here, like you said, on this television program, don't you wrap me up. Don't you wrap me up, fat boy. <laughs> so on that Austin one, he told somebody, don't you wrap me up. I'll beat the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Flair <laughs> was the king of that though. Don't you wrap me up. <laughs> that used to be his line. Don't you wrap me up. Oh man. Hold on. Let me see. Do I have a don't 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 you wrap me up? <laughs> Drop. Oh sure enough. It comes up. Let's see here. Let me see here. Find uh, <laughs> one nitro. Like, you got hold on. At least you I... got to go to like June, uh, or like May or June of '97. Like that's either before the Great American Bash. That um, last question. What nitro episode did Flair and yeah. Piper? Flair and Piper <laughs> get jumped, and Flair kept you. That was um, that was um, before the Great American Bash. Great American Bash. That was the right. we, that was the night after Slamboree. Right. <laughs> Actually, no. Why take that back? That, that was might be like the go home show. Or something for, like that. No, that was a week. I think maybe one or two weeks before. Um, I think because that I know was for the bash. No, I think I think it was no, no, no. I don't know if it was for the bash. I think it was for Slamboree. Because they did okay. Because they did no, they did the tag match at Slamboree. Right, and it was they. The six man tag. Let me see they if I can. Six man tag at Slamboree. Let, let me see if I can find it. And then they did the actual tag match for the title 
at uh, Great American Bash. That's what Kevin Nash said. We're going to put up the belt. If y'all can put up something, maybe y'all can find a dialysis machine. <laughs> y'all can pull it up. That was before Great American Bass, what Lee talked about. I think he had to be, bro. No, hold on. I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find something. Because there was a... um... Here we go. I think I found what I was looking for. I think it's this one. I think, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven. That was uh, the week a week before, or two weeks before Slamboree. Yes, Slamboree. So there you go. April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Piper, Piper. Looking at that NWO, what they call it, paraphernalia. Yeah, propaganda, propaganda. And if I remember oh, correctly, man. hold on, let me see here. Um, Piper! Piper! Hold on. And I if think... They didn't get jumped. It was three, it was what, three on two. Hold on. Oh, no, wait, hold on. That's five. That's five twelve. Where's the one from five five? Hold on. I'm going to find something because I, that's where uh, Piper like, he didn't need my help. He could take care of himself. Yep. <laughs> that's, I think that's what he was saying. The next week. The next yeah, week. The next week. Yeah. You, were, you were doing okay. By the way, do you know that one of the episodes of the Lost Treasure uh, WWE thing is that they're going to look for the... I think, if I'm if I'm correct... They're going to look for the WCW television title. Mm, the one that was in the trash. The one that was in the trash, exactly. Oh, man. Piper! Yeah, Piper did turn on, uh, or Flair did turn on Piper at the end of June. And actually, I have that one um, because they were insulting, uh, insulting, the horsemen were insulting Piper. And um, that was a great, like, that was one of the great Ric Flair moments. Because, like, Chris, come on, man. And then they turned on him. And then Rick did did a whole thing of, uh, um, he did that whole uh, coward thing that he does, which was so good. Hold on, here we go. You've been around way too long. Judging by the size of your spine, by the backbone that you show, you must have one severe case. Osteoporosis. Gotta stop with that. 
open. <laughs> Halliburton. Um, so yeah. I can't find the uh the video of uh of um that's what sucks now about not having the WWE network, man. I can't I just can't pull some I can't pull things up like I used to. Um Peacock, you need to hurry up and migrate the rest of this shit over. Absolutely, they do. Oh my God! All right, Nitro, five, five, ninety-seven. He's original programming on there, like movies. What? They need to put some original movies on there. Like what? Anything. I mean, this is for the last time. Pretty sure it was five dot five ninety seven. Are you trying to find? I'm YouTube? trying to find it on YouTube. I mean, I found clips, but I didn't find the clip that I'm looking for. Um, I'm still dead, right? Wrong boy. Because the Wrong whole boy th- exit. the whole thing Go is not nah, just the whole thing of Piper saying what he said. But go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was saying that he asked them to told them they could put up a dialysis machine. <laughs> Damn so did. Uh, let's see. Nitro. Nitro. Let's see. What if I do Ric Flair? Roddy Piper. Yeah, I'm not gonna find it. But it was it was good. It was def- that was a good era. I love that era. I love that era. I really do. Especially when uh especially the meet the Ric Flair mean gene promos. Alright, um, any other wrestling news? Because we know SmackDown is good. Raw sucks. Um, yep. It's all about the head of the table. Lee, Lee, I want to apologize, you know what I'm saying, for being late to the party on Roman. You know, but he is a heel now, you know. So, I know you're listening. I apologize I haven't called you like I normally do and touch base with you. I apologize, sir. You know what I'm saying? I think I found your dialysis machine promo. At least it's all going to get a Yeah, hold on. Here's here's the, here's the, I believe this is the dialysis machine promo. Greetings <laughs> hey, from Charlotte. 
not i guess it wasn't that promo no it was after that was charlotte that was the great american bash no that was slimbery yeah the great american bash because you know they beat them at they wanted the, the uh six man Larry mongo i'm not mongo kevin green them won that one and then the next night they came by and said that's when they said it We'll put up the gold. Maybe y'all can put up, you know, something. Some dialysis machines or something. <laughs> that damn Kevin Nash. Oh, wait. I found, I found the promo I was looking for. Hold on. Here we go. That's where the banners drop. And this is where Piper goes, That's enough! That's enough! Hold on. Then, and then here we go. This is Piper on his, what he said. Fine. It was just three on one. Oh man, those were the good old days. Really was. Really was. Now, we're on the subject of, of the good old days. We're gonna revisit some of these classic moments in a couple of weeks, starting uh I believe four weeks from tonight. One, two, three, actually three weeks from tonight, on Tuesday, uh, May 25th, 
which will be the day before the 25th anniversary of the infamous walk down the stairs in Macon. And uh, so we're going to definitely revisit the 25th anniversary of the when the wrestling industry changed. That's coming up three weeks from tonight as we revisit some marquee moments um, that happened in wrestling. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Is there anything else that you guys want to touch on? Any news worthy stuff? Uh, anything else you guys want to want to want to touch on? No, we hit on everything. I think so, right? What about you, Surfer? Anything yeah. here that... Uh... Yeah, touch on. You still I, think, I mean, something could come up, but... You still don't want to tell us what happened that's personal, even though you dangle that carrot. Well, what's trying to dangle a carrot? Well, then, that's what I don't get. Why do you... Uh, something, something happened to me that's just too personal to talk about on the air. I don't get it. I don't understand saying that and not telling us what happened. I didn't want to... I shouldn't have said nothing. You're correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I guess that's it. Oh... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys want to see if I can, we, we get into another uh, harangue? No. No? No harangues, no George Floyd uh, um, things to stir Tony's uh, Tony C's blood? <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people know they got me heated, bro. Oh, man, I think that gimmick is, is not over. Now, here's somebody playing some music. All right, we got our fun. We, we're, we're live on the air, Internet Wrestling Show. So I want, I, want, I want to talk about you, your bong, and your love for WWE. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, I mean, they had they were they were they had a big ass bong. The bong was the size of. Uh, of a two by four, you know. Uh, let's see here. If I don't find anybody in five minutes, we're not gonna. All right, we're live on the air. Internet wrestling show. What? Exactly. Wrestling show. Yeah, hey. we talk. We talk all all things wrestling. Oh, it's crazy. It is very crazy. I know, right? <laughs> what a novel idea to have a podcast about wrestling. Wow. Exactly. So you like the so so you like wrestling. Obviously, you like you have WWE here as a tag. I like wrestling. Do you like? uh, Well, well. Okay, tell me what's your favorite uh, promotion right now. I don't really watch a lot of wrestling, but (laughs) if I watch something, it's WWE. You watch WWE now. We 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 can uh, tell. There's a little bit of a little bit of a twang in your voice, a little bit of an accent. Where where are you hailing from? I'm from Germany. You're from Germany. Ah, okay. So this this would make sense that you would be a WWE fan because WWE is the global powerhouse. I mean, I that, know AEW and TNA and Ring of Honor and New Japan, and but I never really watched it. 
But it's it, but WWE is more accessible though. Either way. Yeah, exactly. Because they show more probably in Germany than the other promotions and and stuff. All right. I mean, do, you have, do you have a favorite wrestler? Jeff Hardy. You like Jeff Hardy? And he played. Yes. How long have you liked Jeff Hardy? Since I'm seven. <laughs> Since you're seven. So we're talking a long time, probably. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you think his brother Matt is a douchebag? Mm, I don't know. He's not as interesting or as crazy as Jeff, but I don't mind him. Did you like uh, Jeff when he was in TNA? Uh, yeah, he was okay. He was doing his thing. But he was doing his WWE, thing. When he's in WWE, it's always different. It always feels more right. Well, I know he doesn't wrestle high in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not Victory Road 2011. But. Exactly. Uh, are, do you want him to uh, go back to his old, uh, well, not his old, but his other WWE theme song? Oh, No More Words, of course. You do want him to go back to that, huh? Yeah, I I heard that live once when I was seven. You heard it live? Of course. So you like this theme song? I love it. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people love this song. I don't understand why he doesn't use it, or why WWE won't use it. I don't know, maybe they'll do it when... They have crowds regularly again, but it's just in front of no one. I don't know why they would do it. I don't know. I think they announced like last year that they are bringing it back, but then you did it, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's All right. See the writing on the wall. Did you did you uh, watch? I guess Raw or SmackDown. You have any opinions? You want to want to tell us here before we. Uh, no, the last thing I, wa- I watched was uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> the last thing you watched was WrestleMania. Okay, so yeah. what? So what? I you... used to watch everything regularly, but I don't got time like that anymore. Well, I don't think you've missed much. At least with Raw, you haven't missed much. All right, so um, so what did you think about WrestleMania then? Well, it was cool. First night was better than the second one, but it was still good. I think a lot of people agree with that statement that the first night was better than the second. Um, what do you think about all these uh, people that got fired? Yeah, that the Mickey James shit was really sad. Yes, it was, and uh, they fired all these people, but they hired Eva Marie back. What do you think <laughs> yeah, about that? that. <laughs> okay, I know. I think it's kind of funny. So. It is. It is quite humorous, oh, I guess. Not bad. <laughs> but it's okay. Well, I, act- I actually saw Mickey James in real life once. I was backstage for a, a house show for a live event, and. Man, it's crazy. Okay. So now, have you? Uh, are are you a historian of wrestling? If it's WWE, yeah, and I, I guess. So, how far back would you say your knowledge of WWE goes? I'd say like nineties to the nineties. So basically, to the Attitude Era. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. All right. So I think we've we've I mean, got. Didn't watch it back then. You didn't watch it back then, but you know about it. Yeah, I was barely born. You were barely born. All right, all right. So, so you you are reliving those uh, infamous moments, you know, now as a as as a as we like to say, a grown up, basically. As a young man, yeah. As a young man. Okay. So you didn't you didn't get to witness the infamous. Too early. I mean, when that happened live, I mean, it was... 
It was big stuff. Did you did you watch it live? I believe I did. Oh damn! I, be- I believe I, I believe I was watching it live. Uh, I was watching two wrestling shows at the same time. So, um, but uh, but yeah, we were just talking about the uh, because. This coming Friday, they're going to go old school on SmackDown. We were talking about earlier the pilot episode of SmackDown from April of 99. And um, so, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I remember I, I, I if I watched it live, I'm, I definitely remember. It's me, Austin, son of a bitch. I mean, that right there is the great one of the greatest reactions of all time. It was in 1999, right? That was 1999. I believe May of 99. Man, I was born in 2001. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. I'm 20. All right, so you're talking to somebody that's a little bit older than you. Probably about double your age. So, all right. So, we'll we'll let you get back on your your merry way. And so you enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you for being a part of this little uh, experiment that we're doing. Oh yeah, man. All right, it's we'll been talk. A pleasure. All right, yeah, have fun, man. All right, love you. All right, eh, that was quick. Hey, we're live. We're live. Don't hit next. So you're playing Rick Astley. <laughs> we we got to find out why he was playing Rick Astley, and of course he hit next. I want to find somebody that Surfer could. Uh, that, that could really boil his uh, his blood, like really upset Man, you know, him. Like, but but I want I want to find somebody that will that will say something so offensive that it'll wake him up. Like they'll say uh, no, they'll no, take this, they'll, they'll take they'll take they'll say something like Silver Surfer was the worst comic book character of all time. What would you do if somebody came on here and said that? Problem. You wouldn't. Hmm. You wouldn't defend the honor of the silver one. I don't need to. You think the honor of the silver one is 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 defendable? Like it, it, it defends itself. Yep. Okay. So you very. So you think highly that surfer could, the real surfer could defend itself. You don't need to intervene. Correct. All right, you heard it here. Surfer feels he doesn't have to defend the honor of the real Silver Surfer. Hmm. I wonder if Clark Kent knew that there was a newer version of Superman going around, but doing a piss poor job, wouldn't he go out and defend the honor of Superman, the name Superman? I don't know. Well, there is a, there is a new version of Superman. It's fun. Okay, don't you think, though, that if he found out that his son... Come here, you. Don't you know you're bringing shame to the, to the, to the house of, of Kent? House of L. Whatever. I don't care if you are... Uh, Margot Kidder is spinning in her grave. Uh, she's probably the, like the worst looking Lois Lane of all time. <laughs> yeah, but she was in how many movies? Four movies? Yep. 
How many of them was she high or drunk? Uh, probably four movies. So what? So in your opinion, then, Surfer, what's the best looking uh, Lois Lane? Erica Durant. Erica Durant. From small. From Smallville. From Smallville. All right. Are you uh, amorous towards her? I just think she's the best of the lowest lane I've seen. The best of lowest lane that you've seen. All right. Let me see. I gotta look up because I'm not a Smallville. Uh... You never watched the ten seasons of Smallville? No, Surfer. Unfortunately, I haven't. I, 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 I somehow, I somehow, you know, missed it. You missed a whole decade of Smallville. Yes. I somehow missed it. Yes. People still watch this show today. I know. They still watch it in reruns on TNT every morning. Right, right after, uh, uh, what's that, uh, Charmed. They've been showing the same 60 episodes for the last 10 years. Oh, Charmed. Of Charmed. No, Charmed. They show Charmed, and they yeah, show Supernatural. It's Supernatural. They, there's like a block mm-hmm. of three shows that they show every day or in the early morning hours on TNT. Angel, I think it's Angel, Charmed, and, uh, and Supernatural. Supernatural. They, they, they show some uh, Arrow, like... In the middle of the no, night. No, they don't do that no more. They don't do that no more, sir. So did you look her up? I did. And she's she's very good, I will admit. But still, it's not too difficult to miss 10 years of Smallville, uh, surfer. Yeah, Smallville on Hulu. Catch up on that. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my priority list. What the watch? Smallville to, to, to somehow cram in ten years of Smallville. I can come on here. My wife did it and debate Surfer. She did it. It's tough though. It is. It, it's it's lengthy, boy. You gotta be. You gotta be disciplined. One of the greatest villains of television of all time was Lionel Luthor. Lex Luthor was father. I mean, he was such a bad person. He made Lex look good. And I give I, I give Lionel one credit for one thing. When Lex killed him, he went out like a champ. Lex pushed him out of the window of the uh, of the building. He didn't scream. He didn't uh, look in terror. He just took his death like a champ. Oh, man. All right. So... He was, he was, he was so devious. He, he, he had his, his claws in the Kent family the whole time. And they didn't know it until, like, years into the show that he was, like, manipulating things in, in the background. And he knew about uh, Clark's secret. I'm gonna put here. I'm gonna put a couple of tags here. 
Let's see what happens. Since we're talking about Superman, Supernatural, and Smallville, and all these other shows. And nope, nothing came up there. All right. So, Surfer, what will you do if they ever make a Silver Surfer live-action series? Will you petition I, to be a part of that show? I don't think they could ever do that on TV. They would never have the money for it. Why is that? I mean, the, 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 the cost of the special effects to do a show involving him. Think about, think about the time period we're living in, and there's shows that, so if I know you saw the release of all the new Marvel movies coming in Phase Four, right? Yes, I saw the Sizzler reel. I was uh, being Hollywood. What's it called again? Sizzle reel. <laughs> Sizzle reel. He saw the Hollywood legal owners, yeah, exactly. right? That's why we used to call you and still do a Hollywood snob. Yeah. You could easily be like. I just saw, yeah, I saw the, you know, you know I saw the trailer. I saw the B-roll. Yeah. No, not even that, though. It's just I saw the clip, you know. He actually gave the professional name, a scissor reel. He, he, is, he is a Hollywood muckety-muck. He used use the industry terms on us. People got excited when that Shang-Chi trailer dropped uh, last week. And it showed those scenes from that. But then they also show scenes from the eternal. Now, listen, the word coming out of Hollywood that this movie is epic. So, you've got your finger on the pulse. He always has. Of the industry. And the industry. The eternal is is an easy property to muck up. And if they get this one right... Marvel can do no wrong. I mean, do you have a subscription to the uh, to the Hollywood Reporter? No. You know he a Hollywood insider. Anybody who know a phrase like sizzle reel, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's let you know how much how many how many times has he had lunch with uh, the studio presidents? Yep, studio heads. You know. You know all the good studios, Lionsgate, yeah, Paramount. Uh, what's the what's the other Miramax? Miramax. What's the one with Tri-Star the Tristar? Un- Tristar. There you go. That was the one I was gonna say. The one with the unicorn. <laughs> Tristar. They still around. Orion. Orion. Absolutely. Like I said, Lionsgate. Right. Yeah, Lionsgate. Uh, they still, for some reason, they still release movies under MGM. Yep. The um, lion. <laughs> Surfer knows that lion personally. MGM, yeah, right. Um, uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Pixar. Marvel, Pixar, yep. Surfer the rock, rub elbows, all them hobnobs. Lucasfilms. Luke, oh yeah, I forgot about Lucasfilm. Absolutely, Columbia, um, Columbia, Twentieth Century Fox, Twentieth Century Fox, Twenty First Century Fox, <laughs> uh, 
all them studios. Sit, ooh, sit, people. <laughs> That's how he broke into the industry. Dealing with them. Dealing with them. When that dude used to throw that paper on the, at the end of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> That's right. I forget, what was that? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, hold on. I'll tell you. <laughs> ABC Studios. Hold on. I'm going to find out the name of that studio now. That dude used to toss the hell out of that paper. Hold on. I don't wear that. That's MG. That's Universal. Oh, they didn't. They took it out of this one. Hold on. Um, Canon. Canon Studios. I remember Canon. They used to do movies. Uh, uh, that's, that's Universal. Um. Uh, spelling didn't uh, Aaron Spelling have a studio Aaron Spelling had a studio yeah <laughs> the spelling studio oh we my god it was a um, back behind the scenes liaison from Melrose Place typewriter page uh, typewriter I mean you throw the hell out of that typewriter I think he used to be at the end of Murder Street Road I'm trying to find uh, Closing Studio. What was the name of that uh, studio company with a typewriter? I've already looked. Uh, I can't find that one. Serving uh, all them big wig producers. Larry Molin. Sarah Reicher. From back in the day. Ubu Productions was uh, Sit Ubu. Sit yeah, Ubu, absolutely. Uh, the I the life of the woman who played Wiki Post. Oh, hell no. Lord. Man, HR Poppin' stuff, that was the show. Sitting Marty Carr. That's 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 Stephen J. Canal. Thank you. Stephen J. Canal Productions. <laughs> he was on. The, he was on the end of A Team, Hunter, Hardcastle, and McCormick. Wise guy, the greatest American hero, just to name a yep. few. What? The greatest American hero. How could, they kept promising to do a remake of that show. I don't what? Know. I don't know, Surfer. They were going to have. They were going to have a woman play the role. Like they got a woman playing equalizer. Got it. Well, you know, you got to be woke according to the to the haters. Okay, so he did. Let's see here. He was the producer of. Okay, 
A lot of notable TV shows, okay? Uh, Greatest American Hero, The A-Team, Hunter, I'm just going to name the, the notable one. Wise Guy, 21 Jump Street, um, Silk Stockings, The Commish, Renegade, Cobra, Hawkeye, and then the rest are just names that we don't we don't really care about. But he also was a writer on Ironside, which, by the way, somebody commented on Phil's on a picture of Phil this past week on Facebook and told um, told him he looks he, he's a spitting image of Telly Savalas. Love you, baby. Exactly. Even though that Ironside was Raymond Burr, but oh man, too funny, too funny. Can we get? Uh... Telly made ball sexy. Huh? So Telly Savalas made ball white men sexy. Ah, then that's what they were trying to say about Phil. So. Oh, and by the way, Phil, I, you have to check Phil's Facebook page from yesterday. Phil was waiting for the bus, and <laughs> nothing happened to Phil. But Phil had an experience of suffer the, not the uh, embarrassment, but he had to suffer the um, the injustice of having to wait for the bus stop, right? Waiting for the bus at the bus stop. And what happened was, in the bus stop, where he norm- where the bus normally would park, okay, he was outside of uh, a very prestigious restaurant in New York, waiting for the bus, and parked in the bus stop were two, were two Ferraris. Sorry, excuse me, two Lambos. And Phil goes live on Facebook to 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 pretty much call out these two, you know, assholes that parked their Lambos in the bus stop. So now Phil had to go out in the middle of the street to flag down his bus because these is Lambos a, were blo- were blocking the the, the stop. Is this, a, is this a video where he's out there? He he's out about. there. Yeah. He's 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 streaming live this video of him outside next to these two Lamborghinis. Four days ago? This was yesterday. So it's pretty funny. I don't, I don't, I don't see a video from yesterday. Uh, it's pretty funny. I see one four days ago. Uh Look it up. It's there. Unless he took it down. But it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, Let's see here. I guess that's it. I guess we're going to wrap it up. um, Because we've got nobody here on this this thing today. Alright. So, um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow... The Mark Order Podcast at 10.15, following AEW Dynamite. Then Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be live Friday at 7. 
Uh, and the or the Shining Wizards will be live Monday at seven. Last night they had Dave Lagreca from Sirius uh, XM Busted Open Radio on with them again last night. He's been on uh, quite a bit recently. Um, and then of course this program next Tuesday nine o'clock right here on Rant Am Radio. Any final thoughts from you guys? No. No. You sure? Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, with that said, for Tony C, for Surfer, I'm Double A. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Rant. Have a good night, everybody. No, hold on. We're not going to close out the show with that. Let me get... uh, let me, let me close out with, with something real nice and crisp and uh, and clean. Sit. Good dog. <laughs>